Welcome everybody to the show. It's episode 17, August 4th, 2020. This is going to be a good one. We got training camps have started. Lots of COVID wow. news is coming in every day. COVID. We might have the next Kareem Hunt on our hands oh, with boy. the news uh, out of Kansas City. We have a great question from Johnny Brock great coming question. in. <laughs> and now the boys and I are live together in the same room for the first time this season. That right there is Rob. How are yo, you? Yo, 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 yo. It's great to be together, guys. We're here together. We've had the weekend for these, uh, for, for if anybody listens, our, our listeners to the north in the good old frozen white north, no, the south, the north, we have a, we have a long weekend in August. This isn't a long weekend in, in the south, but here we have a beautiful long weekend. And one thing that uh, I've learned this weekend is much like fantasy football, no matter how many beers you have, you always want one more. No matter how many running backs you want, you always want one more. So there's always a correlation. That I'm, right there I'm is doing Jordan. Good, thanks. How are you yeah, doing, I'm, I'm my good. friend? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Good. I'm Ryan. We've got a great show for you this week. Follow us on Twitter, at RealityFFP. Uh, go to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Subscribe, download them, tell a friend, review, uh, write all those things. It helps out a lot. Should we get into topic one here, boys? Uh, we're a little bit late on this. It happened after our uh, our show last week, but Damian Williams has opted out of the season, and that clears the way for Clyde Edwards-Alaire to uh, to shine in Kansas City. How do you guys feel about this? How high does Clyde Edwards-Alaire go now? Jordy, this is massive news. Um, it's huge. It's of epic proportions. I think if that is... Damien Williams opting out doesn't surprise me. Um, it's you don't you, it, uh, the health thing. I understand everything's. I just just doesn't surprise me that he's not playing. No, me either. And the, and the fact that he, um, ha, maybe this is a reason. Maybe the whole reason behind everything of him not being a starter all the time is his. How do you say this politically correct? I don't know. I think unless some guys, unless everything is perfectly lined up for them, they don't bust through that wall and be the man. I yeah. think I, I think I some people want it more than other people want it, and that's my point. Is I'm it, it doesn't surprise me that he's opting out, no. and uh, and if it's for for one hundred percent health reasons, and and he's scared or he's worried and whatever, and he's his family, I I get that, but. This doesn't surprise me that it kind of like him and Funches and it's it's just these guys who Odell Beckham complaining about it. Yeah, so I, maybe there's more behind it. The question is about Hilaire. We've all. What does this do for Hilaire for you? Like this shoots him. Like this puts him right up. He's a top ten running back for me this year. Yeah, and and we all know the saying: you've never seen a fat Olympian, right? We've always heard that before. Is sumo wrestling in the Olympics? I don't think so. If no. Is it me? <laughs> Shoot. Never ask a question you don't know the answer to. <laughs> so does Andy Reid's quarterbacks or running backs ever fail? Has no. Andy Reid ever been in the Olympics? Yes. Uh, I think he, he... Did you ever see him throw throw the, the football, the toss, toss in the... He was massive. Yeah, he was a huge, huge guy. So, Heller obviously top 10. I wouldn't put him... I would put him at like what do you, ten. What do you think people talking about? Oh well, they signed uh, Lashawn McCoy. Does that do anything for you? Does that like register on your meter at all? I think the the Buccaneers signed McCoy. 
Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking 2019, guys. <laughs> Last year, them signing. Re- but they did rewind. sign DeAndre Washington. Rewind. So they've got Washington. They've got Daryl Williams and oh, Darwin Thompson from last year. But I think it's the CEH show, like 100% from day one. I'm worried. The fact that McCoy's not there anymore is what I wanted to say. It means CEH no. is the guy. There's nobody else there. Yeah. And th- what I was thinking, okay, here's why that popped into my head is because people right off the bat were saying they're going to re-sign McCoy or Freeman or whatever. I don't care who they bring in. Andy Reid has proved he he's quite happy. He's quite happy to to hand the reins over to a rookie running back. We saw him do it in 2017 with Kareem Hunt. Um, Aware, was it? Spencer, Spencer Ware. Ware. Spencer yeah. Ware was going to be the guy there. He got banged up. He couldn't start the season. They just handed it right over. Kareem Hunt fumbled the ball in his first carry. They didn't. He went right back to him. He had trust in him. And he hit, picked a guy he liked, and he went with him. And look what Hunt did. And obviously, they love Ceh. They they to, to your exactly to your point. There was every running back. I don't believe a running back was drafted. No, he was the pick so of the crop. So that was who they wanted. Cream of the crop. Pick of the litter. He was planted like a crop in October. He seems to fit their system for sure. Yeah. How many passes are you going to catch this year? He's gonna, like, it's going to be insane. Yeah. So, when Kareem Hunt did that for the first time, I believe that wasn't even with Patrick Mahomes, right? No. That was Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Alex Smith now you got a, a rookie coming in with the best quarterback in the league throwing him the ball out of the backfield. And for the record, Alex Smith isn't going to be throwing too much. He's feeling better these days. Yeah. So let's... Let's break it down. You think you would take him in the top 10. So he's a first-round pick for you, Jordy. For me, yes, 100%. I, I believe that that's the only rookie as of now. We've talked about it before in the show, past episodes. Rookies, I'm not really high on this year. Yep. But this guy's just getting thrown into a situation where it's like... Now you have to realize. This guy, you have to realize to realize. To realize. To realize. Yeah. Um. I agree. Like up until now, like all these big hype running backs because of, as we've mentioned in the past, all this uh, COVID stuff. So there's no, there's no preseason. Mm-hmm. To me, that fades the the rookie running backs a little yep. bit. But now we, we can't deny the fact the CEH is going to be put into a position where he's going to have to really screw up. In order to lose that. Yeah. To- he's he's leaps, leaps and bounds. Above Dobbins now, above Taylor, who was going at the same, above Swift, even Swift. It's not has, to me. It's not even close anymore. No, exactly. So this is hands down. It's not even close. The number, the 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 running. He's not only a starter. He's a talented rookie who's going to be on a high octane offense. And in dynasty leagues, like, is not even close. Oh yeah, dynasty leagues. He's the number one pick overall rookie draft. Do you take close. him if you're in the first round of your draft? Do you take him over? Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas. Uh, the structure of the team, I think, has... The structure of the league. Well, yeah. in the first round, you got no structure yet. You're taking them I know, but guys? is there a keeper or no keeper? No keeper. Just no redraft keeper? league. I think I would still go Michael Thomas. I'm not I'm not putting all my eggs in one rookie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, If it's, the big guys are gone, like to me, CH is going to be around the, the running back 5 to 10 range. So it depends who goes. If I'm drafting late. Like say yeah, ten or you twelve can grab or whatever. Him and still get like if a Mike get, Evans or if something. If I get Devonte Adams or Julio Jones, I'm taking CH as a number. Nowadays, his as what's right his now, upside, dude? Is his upside's I, top five? That's what I'm saying. His upside is Kareem Hunt, exactly. Of 2017. 
So what I'm saying is if you lock yourself in with a good wide receiver, then all of a sudden I'm comfortable with him now as opposed to a week ago being yes. running back one. It's day and night. Do you think he can pick up all the passing, uh, pass blocking assignments? No. Without we're as not much gonna, training camp. We're no not going to know this until we see it. No, he's not going to. But he's going to be given no the way. opportunity. But Kansas City, this is, goes back to Kansas City wanted him. Every DeAndre Swift was available. Dobbins was available. Taylor was available. Taylor was <laughs> everyone was available. Dude. And they went CH. What are they gonna do? They're gonna turn to Darnell Williams? There's no one else. No, uh, who's the guy? Washington. Dar Darwin Thompson's like a buck sixty-five. Like he's not an no. every down back. No. And he's not that good. CEH we had samples of him last last year. He's not that good. If 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 CEH puts up Damien Williams and McCoy numbers. He's a top five running back. And I think he could be better than that. I think he might put 32-year-old McCoy had a couple, when he was still fresh, the first three, four games of the season was decent. And Damian Williams, who, when it comes to overall talent and skill, I think I think CEH outskills him in all these metrics. And, and Damian Williams still did well. This offense is stacked. Defenses cannot worry about okay. CEH when they got Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis so Kelsey. You think, Are you, you telling this, me they're going to worry about CEH? Do you think this hurts Open. Tyreek Hill? No. No. Do you think it hurts Kelsey? No. So you this think the whole... Do you, yes. What do you think, Right. Do you think... No, I think it helps. It just, I think it helps the whole team when they can have a consistent guy every down in the backfield so that can also catch out of yes. the backfield. So it's, will Andy Reid stick with him, though? I yes. think so. I, I believe he will. Is, if you can get a piece of this offense. So that being said, he's got to be a top. He's a number okay, one. Okay, you have Bark. Top 12. He's a top 12. You guys didn't ask, but to me, he's got the upside of the number one running back in the league. Wow. No, right. that's, that's that's hot that's, take. Hey, I'm looking at McCaffrey. That's Skip he's got a whole new coaching staff coming yep. in. We don't know. Now, obviously, McCaffrey should be going number one. I would never take CEH over McCaffrey. But if you're asking me who has the potential to be number one at the end, then I'm saying he's got that potential. Okay, a CEH or Camara? I'm taking CEH. Wow. It is true. If you're going to pick a guy that could usurp McCaffrey as the number one, he's got as much chance to do it as anybody. I'll say that. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying you rank him that high. Barkley? Bark, I have all those guys could do it, but CEH is in the conversation. But he's still a rookie. He has Kareem we, Hunt we was a rookie seen, in 2017. Yeah, but we haven't seen him take one NFL snap. Right. With Camaro, we know what we're getting. We're prognosticating, bro. I would if I was in a draft, I'm not taking him over those top three running backs for sure. McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott. Those guys are going ahead of them. But after that, I have to make some serious decisions. Because fantasy football is all about playing the odds. And the odds are, yes, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Zeke. Playing the odds, those guys have a better chance of being top running backs. But if you're just throwing your hat in for somebody saying, hey, you have a better than a 50-50 chance of being the number one guy... CEH is in that bucket of hats. So why why would you take him over a guy that you know who's done what he's done? That's just the type of player you are. Are you willing to risk it for the biscuit or not? 
Yeah, it depends what the biscuit is. Mm. Biscuit's a top one running back. One of those ones. At the yeah, but you're like, getting uh, it. I, I, I just I think that the Kansas City offense is the best next to Baltimore. Um, I think that you he, think Baltimore's offense is better than the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Yeah, I do. This year going in, I do. I think because because of the additions that they've made on offense, Kansas City hasn't done anything except draft a running back. Yeah, so pick. so did the so did Baltimore. Yeah, and they've drafted a lot better running uh, wide receivers. You have a healthy Marquise Brown. You have a healthy Dobbins and Ingram. To me, it'd be the same. Andrews thing. If, if is anything, gone. If, if Andrews played forty seven percent of the snaps, if Mark Ingram opted out, Dobbins. Oh, Dobbins is a first round. Pick. To so me, Dobbins is better than like you look at the college performance, the college tape. Dobbins. Man, I love Dobbins better than anyone. Right? I just look yeah. at like what I see on film from from college. But Mark Ingram is still there. If Mark Ingram op- opted out, Dobbins could be, you know, a top three four pick. Yeah. So it's just it's the, it's what has happened here with with uh, Williams opting out is just it changes. Catapulted it's catapulted him. Catapulted. To, catapulted. Yeah. I love Kevin Bacon. Hey, we got a question. <laughs> what does Kevin? You were supposed to say it at the same time. As oh, you missed oh the shoot, sorry, man. We got a question that kind of ties into this. He's asking about running back, so maybe should we play that and then we'll Let's we'll play get the clip. we'll get some reaction from this. So this is from uh, Johnny Brock. We love this guy, Johnny Brock. What up? What up? What up? It's Johnny Brock calling in here, and I got a question here for you fellas. The running back position seems to be real muddy after that elite top five of CMC, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, and Henry. So my question for you guys, who you got at number six, that friggin' Philly beauty, Miles Booby Sanders, or that LSU young boy stud, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Let me hear your thoughts. Love the show. Johnny Brock out. <laughs> is that, is, is, Thank you, Johnny Brock. That's cool. Is Brock short for Broccoli? I don't know. What do you think, though, guys? He's asking. He well, he puts Derrick Henry in the top five. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I do. think I might have Delvin Cook up there, but his point stands at number six. You got Ceh. We were just talking about him, or are we taking someone like Miles Sanders? Because Miles Sanders last year was kind of the Ceh guy, right? Like he was coming in with all the hype. That all that was there was was Howard, really, in his yeah, way. Yeah, but he had to fight them off. Yeah, yeah. So it's totally. But I'm just saying, like Sanders, when once he had the job, he was awesome. Yeah. So are we putting? See, I think he's missing a couple of guys here. He's obviously missing. Uh, he's missing Cooks or Cook. Uh, he's missing Joe Mixon. He's missing yeah. Chubb. I to don't me, think he's missing Joe Mixon in the top five. Really? No, oh, he's talking six. He's talking number six. He's talking number six, but his top five. He had Derrick Henry at five. I like Henry in the top five. He was he was the number five even in P, full PPR. Henry was the number five running back last year. He, so, I think I think Henry is like the most undervalued running back in all fantasy sports. I agree because he's he's not confrontational. He's not he's not out there being. Uh, he doesn't make it about him. No, but Henry they just, run the ball. Henry and just gets the zone. job done. He's a huge beast of offense. That twelve touchdowns, then I think sixteen touchdowns the last couple of years. Yeah, he's great. he is a he's stuck. so undervalued. Though. I'm fine with that. So if we're talking number six after these guys, if we go off the question here, if if we're if so we're who are we looking at? Uh, let's assume his top five. 
Who's left that would go in at six? Let's let's answer his direct question first of all. Ceh or Miles Sanders, and then we can talk about maybe who we would take. If we're just talking about those two guys now, with the news we know, I'm taking Ceh. Even though I really like Sanders and I think he's got some upside, I just I just you can't compare the offenses of the Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs. That just that's the game breaker to me. That's okay. The difference I understand maker. that. I'm going Sanders because I think Sanders is that entire offense and he catches the ball he's he's a good runner when he was handed the opportunity to be the starter he ran with it literally like he was a good good running back so ceh the the kansas city offense is going to throw the ball a ton in the red zone they go to kelsey they go to um hill doesn't get the for the offense of the philadelphia eagles it's Sanders. Sanders are bust. So um, we know that Alshon Jeffrey is probably not going to play. Deshaun Jackson's getting old. Their whole lineup is geared towards. So you think they're just going to focus on the running game with Sanders is going to yeah. be their primary guy? He'll get 20, 25, 30 carries if a game. They don't even have a head coach Dude, right now for the next Yeah, their head weeks. coach is. So what? He's so that even more, then they're going to go what they know is is winning them games. With Kansas City, but a lot Sanders, more options. is Sanders the talent needed to be that guy though? They haven't went out and signed anyone else. Or is he going to be like a Montgomery who just like fell into the position, but he's just no, so he's mediocre and vanilla? And... But they have no, they haven't the for me them not going out and signing anyone speaks volumes. It shows of, they have faith in him. They they have we ever Sanders. seen Doug Peterson feature a running back when ah, he had great point. when he had an option to not feature a running back. Great point. I think Boston Scott is being slept on. Like, there's something about that little dude that that Peterson loves, and he's he's not gonna not play him. And I think he could be that sneaky little sliver in the Sanders uh, in the Sanders finger. I'm not like, worried about him at all. I would draft him, but I don't. I'm not. I worried just don't about see him. anything getting in the way of Ceh being the guy. And we have the track re- record, as we discussed. Other than Andy he's Reed. never had an NFL snap. We have the track record of Andy Reid putting faith yeah. and reliance in a rookie and getting it done. So, I don't know. You, you can take Sanders. I'll take CEH. But if we're getting beyond Johnny Brock's question, I think he left out some guys that I would. Yeah, let's talk about that now. It, would you take? Let's let's ask it now. You're taking who those guys. Who are you guys. taking? If those five are gone, who are you taking at six? Yeah. Like, let's say it's not one of those two guys for you. Who's at six? I'm taking probably Joe Mixon. I mean, I had, I love this guy. That's a hot take to me. This dude, his first full season, his second year, when he was the guy with Cincinnati, he was a top 10 running back right off the bat. He was drafted late due to some off field crap. This guy in college, when he was right, was unbelievable. He he's a monster. He's 6'1, 220 pounds. He's the prototypical RB1. He was a top 10 guy. Last year he started out cold. That team sucked. And it, it kind of like it, it it made him suck as well. But when they turned to him after the bye week, he was the man. He was a top 10 running back every week after the bye last week. And he I was kind of turned off by him at the start of the year, and then I saw the real Joe Mixon come out. The Joe Mixon I saw that... Does Joe Burrow help Mixon or hurt him? Helps, for sure. And A.J. Green coming back helps, for sure. Yeah. I I don't like... I don't uh, disagree with you with Mixon. I think Mixon's going to be a top 10. Would I take him at six? 
Like you're telling me all those five running backs. Who, who are you I, taking over them? I would probably take Dalvin Cook still out there, who I am not a fan of. I would probably take Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is there. So uh, tell me how Josh Jacobs is any better than Mixon. There's no Mixon is the man there. He gets everything. So is Josh Jacobs. Mm. Josh Jacobs is the guy. For some reason, they don't like passing on the ball. Yeah, but I think that's gonna grow, he's gonna grow into that role. I because they've got by their draft and what they've done and who they've released. Joe Mixon was getting twenty five to thirty carries a week. Like they love him. I don't. And that's all that matters. Why right are now. we not on Cook? I don't know. I don't know how you guys aren't taking Cook at Why? six. I think I would take Cook at four or five. No. If I just look at things, yeah, Cook should be the guy, but there's I something know, about him I just feel I think maybe we talk about, about him too much. Like I us just, together sitting down ab- I don't at know. a dinner table with a roast beef and some horseradish. Oh, and then gosh. maybe um, some Yorkshire pudding. Mm, I don't even like that. Oh, uh, See, Yorkshire pudding is kind of like Cook to me. Okay. Everybody likes it. But there's some about I don't like. I, I can't put my finger on it. Is it the injury it. history? It's the injury. It's the, yeah. I or guess is it like the, the top I guess three it's scoring. the injury. I don't like how he's like the whole. <laughs> I don't like how many fantasy points he scores. I don't like the holding out. I, didn't, I just, I can't put my finger on what it is, but yeah. I'm staying away from the dude. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm the same way. I, I'd rather have some. And I don't want to watch the damn Vikings. Yeah. I don't like watching the Vikings at all. Period. That's why probably the Raiders. I like watching the Raiders. Raiders I, are fun. I love Josh Jacobs. I don't know if I'd take him that high. Six, but you're saying you take you take. I'd you take Mixon. I'd take Jacobs. Mixon over Jacobs. All right. Now, Camara. Oh, Camara's in there. Camara was in his top five. But now, would you take these guys you're talking about? Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs. Are you taking them at six, or would you start veering off into the wide receiver territory? One thousand. Well, that's a different. That's yeah. a different story. His wow. question was who. He was ranking the running backs. Yeah, I totally agree. So, yes. If those guys are gone, I'm going wide receiver. If we're talking the first yeah. round of the draft and we're yeah. at pick six, first of all, I don't think it's going five running backs in a row anyway. I think Michael Thomas goes before the fifth Michael pick. Thomas is up there. Now, do you take Devontae sure. Adams or Julio Jones over those running backs you were talking That's about? That's when it gets difficult. Maybe a Derrick Henry is still sitting there at six. I'm taking Derrick Henry. I'm taking Derrick Henry. I love Derrick Henry. Michael Thomas is, to me, the I one guy Johnny that I'm taking over those Broccoli. Johnny Brock. Brock, uh, his his top five are nailed on. I like it. I I I like I love Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is like he, one of the greatest running backs in the past two years. He just gets zero respect he's still at all. A, he's still a young dude. I want to expand this conversation a little bit. Robert alluded to it before by accident, but Lashawn McCoy did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How much does that change? Uh, man, we were already kind of. Like Keyshawn Vaughn's there, Ronald Jones is there. Now you throw in a LaShawn McCoy, maybe a guy like Tom Brady values that old veteran running back. Does he just like make all three guys useless? So here's the thing. We fell into this trap, as I alluded to by accident, <laughs> last year. <laughs> Push lighter, very powerful. We drink enough. Um, we Gin fell, smash. We we fell into this trap last year with Lashawn McCoy, and he tempted us and and tricked us and teased us the first couple of weeks, and everyone bought in. Oh, Lashawn McCoy is the guy. The dude disappeared to the point where he wasn't even, and on the active roster, 
He fell out of favor toward the end of the season. Right, you know because There's, he's an old dude that breaks yeah. down. He can't get it it's, going. It's, it's, so it's, are you? Yeah. The sneaky guy on this team is going to be Rojo, the yep. forgotten man. He was a second round pick. I don't think just two or three nah. two years ago, and now we're all off him and onto Vaughn for some reason. When Vaughn was a what fourth round pick? I believe Vaughn is older than Ronald Jones. He's as well. older than Jones. He was a lower draft pick. He's, but he's a he's, better running back. Is he though? He's or a, he's is a he a better pass catcher for sure? Is and he or is it just the the grass is greener on the other side? I think Ronald Jones is a terrible pass catcher, and he's a terrible block. That's uh, what pass, 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 pass blocker. blocker. Yeah. yeah. So that's what means a lot in the NFL. We all know that. Especially so I, for a guy like Tom Brady. Tom, I just I just fear fear this is like the we're all excited about what we don't know when McCoy means nothing. To me, McCoy ah, this but, is it's insurance. No, he's nothing. Means nothing. I, and, I, I, I but care. I would not be surprised if like with Kansas City last year, McCoy comes out in the first couple weeks and kind of flashes a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be weird. You know what I mean? So if if you pick McCoy, do you know what they're doing? Is there? Let me finish my damn point. Okay, what's your point? If you pick McCoy and you have him on your team, and he puts up fifteen to twenty fantasy points after week one, parade him immediately. Yes, because his stock will never be higher. Maybe in week two he'll put up fifteen again. Trade McCoy. That would be my strategy. If I drafted McCoy, it'd be. Pray that he's good in week one and week two, and I trade his ass. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not drafted, though. I wouldn't be no, surprised if he's, a waiver he's wire sitting pickup. on the waiver wire for that week He will be a waiver wire pickup. For- and someone's going to blow spend, a fab. Spend all their fab. Yeah. They'll fab out all over this guy. And then he'll disappear. But this but, is what I think Tampa Bay's doing, is they're trying to bulk up their court running back situation. Because of COVID, because of everything, they're trying to get another leader. You have Rojo, who's second year. You have Vaughn, who's a rookie. They want McCoy in there to get, be like, yo, guys, I've been in the league a couple of years. I, I'm. They just want someone else in there because Vaughn's on the COVID list. They don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Vaughn is nothing, or uh, McCoy's nothing to them. I just think, I think, I think Ronald Jones is just some really sneaky value this year. Oh, where you're getting him. Yeah. No question. Like for a guy that could be the number one running back on what, could be the best offense in the league. You have that potential. Again, like we were saying, fantasy football is all about playing the odds. If you want to throw your 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 chips on a guy that the upside is so massive. You said hats earlier. Throw your hat in. What did no, I say I this like time? Chips better. Chips are better. Chips and hats are delicious. Chips Chip, are delicious. Chips are delicious. Hats are nice. If you're gonna put your chips. <laughs> On a guy, I'm going on Rojo because the buy-in is so low. Ah, I like and Vaughn. the payoff is so high. Ah. I I think Rojo showed us what he could do. So I think they're looking for someone else. I think at the price for both of them, scoop them both up and just see what that, happens. That is a great idea as well. There's that's, no one else in doable. Bay. And Brady Except for LeSean McCoy. And what you said earlier with Vaughn being a good passing catcher, I have a good passing catcher. <laughs> yeah. That's the technical. So, that's what Tom Brady I'm pretty likes. sure that's what we call it. The yeah. passing catcher yes. is you have to take Vaughn. It doesn't matter if, if, if Rojo has been there already. Yeah. So we know what we can get from him. 
Vaughn is a new face that they wanted. They got their when they drafted him, they said, We got our guy. That's who we wanted. So you're out with the in out with the old and in with the new. That's and McCoy McCoy is just kind of McCoy, if you get sucked into picking McCoy, you're a sucker. No, McCoy will is just a roster spot. Yes. Okay, we got one more topic here for the podcast this week, guys. Um Sean Payton, Oof. the New Orleans Saints organization, has decided to uh, plan a sequester before week one. They have completely contracted a hotel for their this entire staff, their entire team. Brilliant. And keep them locked down. Perfect. Now, why isn't everybody is gr- doing I this? I think every NFL team should do this. Why aren't they doing this? Why, why isn't everyone else but, doing this? Is this going to play into our thoughts on draft day? Like, oh, this team is taking COVID more seriously than this team. 100%. I am going to, like, if it's a tiebreaker, I'm going for this, guys on this team. Yes. This is unlike any fantasy football season anyone has ever played. And and you see a team doing this? Michael Thomas, Kamara, uh, Breeze, Sanders, Cook. All these guys got a, a, a tick up on me. Cook. What? Jared, Jared Cook. Tight oh, end. Sorry, sorry. All yeah. these guys get a boost in my draft rankings because they are taking it serious. This is going to be a thing. COVID-19 is going to influence fantasy football this year, whether we like it or not. So you see a team taking it serious like this, you have to love that. I'm you, surpri- you have to buy into these guys. I'm surprised guys. more teams haven't done this already. Like You have to I do think this. this might be the start of something. You have to. You I, th- have to. I think NFL teams need to look at how Major League Baseball... Failed. Massively screwed up. Yep. By just like willy nilly in this crap. Willy nilly in. And then you see, and but then you see how the NBA and the NHL, like I understand they can't do these bubbles the same because they're in the regular season, but they have to look at these other leagues and say, hey, look at how seriously they're taking it and they're getting it done. The season, the the, the league is happening. MLB is blowing it by taking it willy nilly. And, And the Saints are. I think we'll be the first, like you mentioned, the first one to do this. And, and other teams are going to fall in line for it's, sure. It's a high-class they organization, and they've always put high-class uh, high product on the field. Like, they're a good team. Right. Like everyone. There's so, too much money at stake Other than Belichick, guys. who's just, like, throwing everything. Well, Belichick, now here's the thing. This New England thing, there's a controversy that we don't know yet. There's okay, some. There's something going on. Because okay, Belichick, we've moved past this. We're moving into like uncharted waters. Belichick, yeah. he's doing something. I don't know what it is because he's smarter than I am, but there's something going on. There is no way that that the Patriots are the only team with like what do they have like up to eight, nine, ten players now and that a are lot opting on out. Defense. There is something going on, and I want to hear about it. Twitter at rf reality ffp. There it is. Tell me what the controversy is, because there's a controversy going on. Belichick has something sneaky happening. He always does, and I don't know what it is, but this guy's got something going on. Tell me what it is. Controversy at Reality FFP. I think that uh, with the season going the way... He's telling people to opt out. I I, I agree. He's saying, hey, opt out. Yeah. Do you think he's giving them a little bonus to opt out? He's saying... Come on. he's He's maybe not. But he's giving a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You opt out. We got your back. You're, you're fine. You're fine. You're solid. We're not yeah. cutting you. You're proving you're a team player for for Belichick. We're we're gonna take care of you, and we're gonna end up with Trevor Lawrence. 
Oh man, that's deep. But that's I like conspiracy it. level, man. We're going deep dive, deep diving. This do you is, agree th- with that? This is Joe Rogan type stuff. No, right I now. do. I, 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 I think the New England Patriots are a dynasty. They've always been a great team. They've always done what is good in the New England to make New England Patriots a part of life. Like the Belichick is doing whatever it he takes. can. Yep. To make his team better. And, and if he believes this isn't the year for them to win, then he's going to opt out. Hey, boys. And, but you know, We got your back for next year. This is what I think, too, about Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers as opposed to the Chargers. It had to be... <laughs> was that you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That came through on the microphone, my friend. <laughs> weird. It's, Bill Be- it's my Bill Brought Bel- to you by it's Pepsi. My, it's my Bill <laughs> Belichick coming out of me. I think he wasn't allowed... Him and Belichick had a, an agreement. And a, an agreement. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and, <laughs> You're making a good point. Okay, and an agreement going. not to sign in an AFC. <laughs> Jordan, I think, is dying. Jordan has gastrointestinal issues here, and he's about to die. I think it's, I think it's both of you are going completely off the rails with this conspiracy. No, no Bel- there is no, something no, going listen, on with Belichick. Listen, listen, let me finish this. They, th- this is what they agreed upon. Can he get through it without making some weird gurgles? Inner. I, you know what I sound like? Is that that whale off of uh, uh, what's that show with the fish? Shark's tail. Nemo. Shark. No. Nemo. And the when Ellen finding De- Nemo. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres was the whale. And anyway, so I think <laughs> that not a whale. She's a clownfish. Oh, we Continue. need to finish this point. Okay, come on. Okay, so this Belichick. is my point. This is my point. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady separated. A common divorce. Yeah. He was told, you cannot sign anywhere in the AFC. You have got to go to the... Because he doesn't want to face Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick doesn't want to face Tom Brady. No. Twice a year. Brady, no That's fool. why he didn't sign Belichick with the Chargers. Belichick is no fool. That's Belichick why he didn't sign with fool. The Chargers would have been the perfect fit, but they did not want to be in the AFC. So they said, if you're going to sign somewhere else, you're signing the NFC. All I know is there's been what twenty four people, twenty four guys opt out or so, so whatever it is, like eight to ten of them are from the Patriots, and you're telling me that's just a coincidence? The same year that Trevor Lawrence is coming out next year, dude. What I don't know to to underestimate Bell, Bill Belichick is a massive mistake. Why do why do you why are you skipping over my point about him signing? with Brady? Yeah. Oh, that's a huge point too. Valid. That's all part of it. So it's he all part want, of his master he, he plan. He doesn't want to see him until the Super Bowl. Exactly. He's saying I don't want I don't he, think Belichick <laughs> thinks he's making the Super Bowl. I don't think Belichick cares. And that's also why he he signed Cam Newton who's not even a Bill Belichick guy because he doesn't give a crap. So he, one year is bottom line yes, all incentives. He wants Trevor Lawrence. Okay. This nope. is all part of the master Belichick plan. You can't convince me it's not. I won't try. So to. don't even start to. I know you I, I love that this started with Sean Payton and the good things they're doing over hey, there in New Orleans. Sharp, Sean Payton's trying to win this year. Bill Belichick doesn't care. Agreed. Because he's won enough. So he's like, hey, let's reset. We and don't that's have Brady why anymore. It all goes back to And Albie he's Camaro. going to every one of his boys. He's going, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hi. Uh, how, how are you Tower? feeling? Hi, Tower. Listen, yeah. you got a family. You got kids. I got your back. Yeah. You opt out. 
take your money. We got you signed after this. Don't worry about it. We're not going to cut you. You buy into the team. I'm Bill Belichick. We're the Patriots. We're going to come back with Trevor Lawrence. We're going to start a new dynasty. I don't think he talks like that. But he should. It'd be more impressive. But they, hit us up. Is there any other conspiracies out there? Are we crazy? All right. With that. We're at the end of the show, guys. That's quite the discussion. We appreciate it. We thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you uh, subscribe and download, we appreciate the heck out of that, too. Thank you very much. Thank you to Rob and Jordan. We'll talk to everybody again next Tuesday. Gin smash. Gin smash.